0: Headliner Radio, the creative voice. A very warm welcome to Headliner Radio. Today I'm chatting to DJ, producer and songwriter Charlie Dunker, better known as a Craze. Charlie, welcome to the show, man. How you doing?
1: Thank you for having me. appreciate you're- you.
0: Ah, you're welcome, man. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Uh, where are you calling from today and uh, how was your weekend?
1: Uh, I'm currently in LA. Um, my weekend was good. Uh, went out to a few shows just to see some friends and I've uh, been working on my set for the show I have on Friday. Actually, um, it's a mm. um, it's a big show that I have here in LA, so I'm pretty excited about it. Dope,
0: dope, nice one, man. Um, yeah, you recently dropped a new single, "Take Me Away." Uh, how has that been received so far? Uh,
1: I mean, this song has been in the works for like almost two years. Uh, it's crazy because I've always wanted to put out this record, and now it's out. Uh, it's it's kind of a uh, it's kind of amazing. Um, yeah, I started it two years ago. Couldn't figure out a drop for it for the longest time, and I was like giving up on it. I was like, mm. "Screw this song. I'm just gonna move on." <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, after a while, um, I was on I was on tour in uh, the the I think it was Europe. Yeah, it was Europe, and I had a show with DJ Snake at the the PSG Stadium, mm-hmm. and I needed a new intro because I've been I was using you know the same intro for like you know two or three months so i was like let me let me try something new ended up making like this crazy second drop which is the second drop for take me away Mm. that was the opening for the 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 show so i got the inspiration to finish it when i was in uh france and then uh yeah i worked on it pretty much all year and then they wanted to put it out you know beginning of this year couldn't Mm. couldn't happen but we got natasha's blessing from uh I think it was the end of January, so then we put it out after.
0: Yeah, nice man. So I guess you was it was during the pandemic when you started working on this one. Um, yeah, yeah. And and just for our listeners, the track samples Natasha Bedingfield's two thousand and eight hit "Pocket Full of Sunshine." Um, how did that all come about? Like, was it? Did you go about putting your own? Obviously, it's a massive pop tune. How did you go about putting your own kind of spin on it? Well, using the hook from it, at least.
1: Um, I mean. I try to like look for those big moments in pop songs. Like, you know how she has like this massive, um, you know, moment in that song where she's like screaming, take me away. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, this would sound crazy. Like with in a house song, I'm surprised like no one's done it yet. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm always looking for samples that no one's done yet. So like, I'm like, uh, I'm like the, the sample, uh, the sample God over here <laughs> trying to like, figure out, uh, like new samples and shit. But, um, yeah, I mean, I I really love that record. I used to listen to it like in the shower when I was a kid, you mm. know, and just like my heart out. It's a big uh, tune. So. It's a
0: big tune. Yeah. No, yeah. nice, nice. Um, you also had a pretty big collaboration at the back end of last year uh, with Good Boys. A track called Believe. Um, mm-hmm. obviously those guys blown up pretty massive in the last couple of years. Um, they had a few tracks with the Medusa Boys. Um, how did you first start working with uh with Good Boys? Are you are you quite plugged into the UK music scene?
1: I would say, like I know a lot of people in the UK scene, but I'm not like really plugged in yet. Mm. Um, but I do know a lot of people. I know a lot of writers and everyone. Um, Good Boys are some of my favorite producers. Like I, I love all their work. I mean, everything they put out is is very unique and uh, very pristine and just just so listenable. I mean, you can listen to it anywhere. Mm. Um, so they're they're great. They're great dudes, and uh, working with them was very very easy. Um, yeah, I mean they're they're awesome.
0: Yeah, nice, nice. Did you, uh, just generally speaking, did you always know that you wanted to to pursue music as a career, Charlie?
1: Um, I mean, for the most part, yeah. Uh, I've always wanted to be a DJ producer since, like, high school. And mm-hmm. I I think at first I was trying to be, like, you know, in the medical scene. And I was just like, I'm th- I was really thinking about it. I'm like, this is not me, man. And <laughs> when music came along, I gave up everything and just tried try to go. I was also like playing football for a while and I was like trying to go to college for that too. And I was like, uh, do I want to be a football player or do I want to be a DJ? Mm. And I don't know. It was an easy decision.
0: Yeah. No, fair enough, man. Fair enough. Um, What's your usual, I, I would imagine it kind of varies depending on what kind of project you're working on, Charlie, but what's your usual process when you're writing and producing a track? Um, like, do you start with a beat or a, or a top line and, and work it around that? And and has that changed, do you think, since you've been doing music?
1: No. I mean, every process is different, and I'm sure it works the same way for everyone else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I usually start, you know, sometimes we'll get top lines from you know the label and you know i'll just have only a vocal and then just have to have you know write a beat around it Mm -hmm. or i just start with a beat and then add something to it later like a sample or something you know Mm -hmm. so i mean it's all different but yeah i mean there's there's not really like a a specific way i write but most most of the time i usually have um like i usually have all these beats just laying around and then like i put something on top Mm So. What's your uh, what's your studio setup like,
0: man? Do you have your own little kind of uh, rig? And I'm assuming you're mostly doing things like in the box.
1: Yeah, I mean, at my house, which I'm never at. Like, I'm only at my house <laughs> like three times a year. Um, I have like two Yamaha speakers. I have like a a bunch of synths that I have in my room that don't even have stands. I so uh, I just put them on my bed and yeah, plug yeah. them all in. <laughs> um but yeah i come here to the to my label's house which is thrive they have uh you know this crazy house here and uh, i just stay in it by myself most of the time and they have a studio there Nice. so yeah it's pretty cool
0: they have a console and stuff in there or is it mostly kind of yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah nice nice um i want to touch a little bit on do it to it um your viral hit uh, which has now got i mean I'm reading twelve billion combined streams here, but I'm pretty sure it's probably more than that now which is which is insane but when you oh, first like. <laughs> yeah, when you first put that track out um did you have i mean the sample for that's pretty iconic as well i mean the original is is a banger, but did you have any expectation for it in terms of you know did you think it would be this far reaching in the music world
1: honestly no man uh I mean I made that that record just as like a club record, you know like all the other ones I was making at the time mm-hmm. Um, had no intention of it being big at all, but I did play it one time um, during New Year's. Uh, I think I opened up for mm-hmm. Chami on 2021, mm-hmm. um, going into that year, and it just like exploded. You know, the club was like going crazy. Everyone was screaming. And then like the next day, I woke up with like 600 DMs asking about the record, like mm-hmm. whose song is this? and i kind of knew like it was going to be big but i didn't know like how big it was it was going to be and then i started posting it more Mm -hmm. and everyone was calling it the song of the summer i was sending it out to djs you know djs like uh dj snake he brought me on stage at the brooklyn mirage and was like naming it the song of the the summer and then like it wasn't even summer though that's that was the crazy (laughs) part like it was like it was like august or it yeah it was like august 20th and like when he started playing it obviously it was like um in in summer but it was like the summer was ending so it was like and this was really starting to catch heat so i'm like this probably be the song of the winter you know (laughs) because we're about to be in winter soon so i was (laughs) so i was like this might be the song of the winter song
0: of the year bro come on yeah yeah Um, i
1: wanted yeah for that (laughs) um but it was it was crazy man how it all unfolded it was like something i've never even watched you know happen in in the scene before you know like Mm -hmm. you know some people have a song where it's like 50 60 million it blows them up you know as a dj and then like um or it could be like a you know a club banger or something but this was a true club banger but then you know it was a crossover into pop radio which is really really unique Mm -hmm. and i haven't seen in so long because i'm a dj myself so like yeah yeah. i think the last person to actually get close to pop radio was fisher with losing it yes Um, But I don't even think it got to pop US pop radio. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't even know. But I don't think it did. Um. So it was. It was really cool to have this one in my hands, and you know, like how it all worked out. But um, yeah. Now I'm just like trying to like make some crazier stuff now. Yeah. So <laughs> I was
0: gonna say you got something to live up to now, obviously. But uh, it's huge over here, man. On the radio. Um, I'll. I, I will say it's. It's everywhere in the UK. It has been for. You know, since she drops it, um, it's is it still playing over there? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, Kiss, you know, Kiss Radio, London.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I've been uh, there a few times. They
0: love it, man. They love it. Uh, it's big. It's big. Um, obviously, uh, you know, I know, You know, you said you sent it out to a couple of DJs, and that. How much did you know about the um, Zed doing his his Squid Game mashup with that? Because obviously, like when that tune, when that show dropped, that kind of went viral, and then obviously mashing it up with we've do it to it like just made it explode even more i would imagine yeah
1: yeah so he hit me up um during edc and it was like the day he was playing i believe and he was like he hit me up on instagram and i have never talked to him before Hmm. he's like yo i'm gonna use your song as my intro you should come watch and i'm like whoa what the fuck like Zeds about (laughs) to open my song it's nuts and i'm like how is he going to use my song as an opening because like I have my version, which is an intro. Like I used to use it as an intro opening and it used to go crazy because it's super long. and suspenseful. So like he only had the extended version. I'm like, how is he going to use this as like a, an opening? I feel like it's like not like impactful enough, you know, Mm-mm. or like it's not suspenseful. It's just like a radio edit or an extended edit for DJs. But uh, he ended up using the squid game thing, which I was so surprised because I never even heard like, I watched Squid Games, but didn't even think of that. Mm -hmm. And so, like, when I was getting, um, when I was, like, getting all, like, the, like, going to the festival, I actually didn't even make it to the set, which is crazy. (laughs) Uh, My manager was there because I was at Mala set, and I was all the way across the festival because this was at EDC Vegas. Okay. That festival was massive. To get to the other side, it takes, like, 30, 40 minutes. Wow. Okay. So... Um, we couldn't even get a golf cart here, and it was just like so. It it sucked, but I saw the fireworks from afar, and as like five minutes, like not even like two minutes after the fireworks I saw go off, my manager texted me with he's like, bro, with like forty O's, and like it was <laughs> it was the craziest thing, and he sent me the video, and I was like, this is gonna be crazy on the internet, and exactly it did what it actually did. So yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> um, I ended up meeting him after uh i went to an after party at his house like later on in the night he's really cool dude anton's like the man i've had dinner with him a few times and he's just like he's a great dude i love him
0: yeah nice nice i mean you did a mad tour last year something like 50 dates or something right um which must have been pretty pretty exhausting um, was there any? How many did you say? I don't know. If I'm reading fifty here, but I'm, re- I'm I'm assuming you maybe did more. Uh, bro. <laughs> no. last year I
1: played 160 shows. Well, there you
0: go. There you go. And was there yeah, any particular highlights? I, I know it's hard. Hu- it's hard to pick any kind of um, highlights, but I mean, obviously, you did Ultra for the first time as well, which must have been a huge one.
1: Yeah, super. I loved Ultra.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> have you got any yeah, other pa- particular highlights or any like memorable moments that stick out for you from last year?
1: Tomorrowland was crazy. My first Tomorrowland. Um I played an early slot time, but it was slams, which was really cool. Mm. Um the PSG Stadium with Snake was really really, really, really sick. Exit Festival was crazy. Um
0: Is that Serbia Exit or am I am I getting
1: Yeah, man? I've never yeah. even heard of that festival, which is really crazy. Like a lot of these festivals I was never even like you know, like I was really new to like There's you some know, pretty crazy my, my ones 80- in Europe, yeah. Yeah, so my agent put me on all the the craziest festivals, which was absolutely amazing. I played Sensation. Mm -hmm. Sensation was crazy too. Uh, That's where they wear like the all white, like in that, uh, I think it's in Amsterdam, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, I played that. I mean, a lot of festivals, man. I played like Greece, Italy, like some of the biggest countries in uh, London. i mean every country i can name every country i pretty much <laughs> played the only country i haven't played yet is russia so okay
0: <laughs> yeah. so is
1: it on the list or you can skip that one out yeah, if, they, if they book <laughs> me i don't know how things are over there but um I, I would love to play there
0: can you uh tell us about some of your upcoming shows you mentioned you got one on friday um anything you're particularly looking forward to
1: yeah friday is uh, a big show for me super nervous uh it's a show that I've been planning for a while. So, like, this is going to be pretty much like I'm selling like hard, hard tickets right now. So, mm-hmm. it, this year is going to be a lot of hard ticket venues for me. Okay. Uh, it's really doing well. So, we also build, we're building like the stage uh, that we've been working on for like almost a year and a half or almost a year now. Um, I've been wanting to do like stage production, like have my own stage at shows. Um, so, I have like two ideas of stage production. The first one is going to be at, this this show friday um lots of new music and bringing out natasha to do take me away oh amazing uh, uh cherish is going to be there uh and then i have a new song coming out with hayla soon um and she's from london i believe right
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's dope that's dope
1: yeah. yeah so i've been working on a song with her for like i teased it back in november i think mm-hmm. um so yeah i think uh we finally finished it and we're gonna we're gonna perform it live on Friday. Nice, nice. Have yeah, you it's one of my
0: favorite stars. Have you already played Take Me Away to to a crowd?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I was playing it all, all last year.
0: Yeah, nice, nice.
1: Yeah, so I was playing it all last year. Um it was literally a weapon in all my sets, like yeah. It's crazy. Dope. Super crazy. Dope. So I'm really glad it, it's it's out and, and it's everyone else's, not mine.
0: Yeah, sick man, sick you um <laughs> excuse me what's in the uh in the pipeline for the for the rest of this year man obviously some big shows planned um is there any uh any other tunes you're working on or collaborations that you can uh spill the beans on I understand there might be a few things that are like under wraps at the moment but um what are you looking forward to personally music wise
1: um so i am teasing that song with Halo. it's one of my favorite like it's it's definitely a lot like kind of believe um it's definitely a little more emotional but it's very like it's very to the point it doesn't take a long time to get to where it's going mm-hmm. it's very it's a very short song but it's also very impactful like there's the melodies are crazy it's one of my favorite songs I've ever. have so mm-hmm. um, that one is going to be cool and then i have like a lot of other club bangers that i'm dropping this year which i'm really excited about um collaborations right now i'm not really like, I'm collabing with more singers and, like, rappers than I am with DJs. Okay. So, um, I, I feel like it's always tough working with other DJs, you know? So, um, I mean, at least for me, because I, I never... Oh, I think I actually have one with Noisy too. He's probably, like, the only DJ I've worked with so far, so... Mm-hmm. Um, but every... I mean, I've, I've tried to work with a lot... A few others, like Snake, I've worked on something with. We just never, you know, fell through with that, um a few other djs but nothing nothing that's nothing that's like completed yet so Mm -hmm. i'm sure like you know we'll have something in like mid-year you know where i can just because most of my songs are on the go so like we have like 40 50 records ready to go because most of them i just make like tomorrow i can make a song and then it's just put in you know it's put into the vault so Yeah, yeah and then we have to make a plan for it so it's like you know new songs come about like every other day, so then it moves the plan all over the place, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's constantly evolving,
0: yeah it's exactly
1: good, cool to hear that you're
0: um kind of really upping the production values of your shows as well and uh and getting involved in that side that's I mean that's an exciting thing for you and and for your fans, um yeah, yeah, man, that's pretty cool, that's pretty cool, I mean, it sounds like there's lots of lots of stuff to look forward to um for this year, yeah um
1: yeah also also like working on a fashion line too like clothing designing oh dope dope. yeah because i'm like really big into fashion Mm. really big Yeah,
0: yeah yeah and that's something i guess that you can like incorporate into the you know into the music side of things as well they kind of you know there's a lot of crossover there isn't there so um i suppose that's yeah that's pretty cool man that's pretty cool yeah um yeah nice nice man i mean it's it's, it's mad isn't it like with do it to it like no one could have kind of predicted the way it it kind of blew blew up so you know any one of the 50 tunes that you've got in your bank or whatever like you know you never know which one is gonna just just go crazy um which is an which is an exciting prospect right
1: yeah that's what i always say i feel like you know with do it to it you know everyone's like did you you expect it never expect you never expect things like that you know and Mm -hmm. it's like i i always say it's like a uh and un, like, it's like an, uh, it's like a Christmas gift you don't ask for. Right. So mm-hmm. like most of the time, like when you get a Christmas gift and you don't know what it is and then you finally get it, you're like, man, I actually needed this. I wanted this so bad. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know I wanted it, but I got it anyway. So now it's like, you know, to the next one, you know, what's the next thing going to be? Yeah, yeah. And I'm always, I'm always striving to find like what's next. Like, you know, when people, you know, I'm getting demos from like all these labels, like people are sending me what's, what's right now you know, like, and I'm always telling my, my team, like, I don't want to, I don't want to hear what's like, I don't want acapellas that are like right now. I don't Mm. want like ideas that are right now. Like I want, I want to know what's next. That's what I'm striving for. Mm. You know, like working on samples, doing like different production, you know, like messing with different synths and like experimenting like hours throughout the day, trying to find something different. You know, like Mm. that's something that I'm always looking to do. Like, I feel like everyone's trying to like eat on what they're doing the same thing over and over and over. But like, everything that i've put out is completely different you know one of these things that i have in the 50 volt you know whatever could pop you know but like um i'm not really looking to to have another hit if i do i'm blessed and i'm grateful but i'm looking to like you know shape the 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 culture and the scene like you know i want to be known as one of those guys that like you know he put out a record that changed you know whatever you know the la- last few years which i feel like do it to it was a massive mm-hmm. push into a new sound into the scene you know that's something that i'm always trying to achieve so yeah i'm um, working on music with me is is uh it's it's, it's cool but I'm, a- I'm also like very experimental i'm always pushing you know something out of you know when i'm working with new people like what can we do different like how yeah. how can this be different than what's sounding right now you know
0: yeah yeah for sure for sure i mean that was going to be my next question do you feel like you've kind of found you know f- for want of a of a better phrase do you feel like you found your sound but I guess that isn't really a thing when you want to try and keep it fresh every time and and keep yeah. everyone on their toes kind of thing yeah
1: yeah I mean like maybe like the drums could be the same like a lot of my drums could be the same and the way I process them may may sound honestly I don't even know like to an you know an outside listener I don't know if like I have found my sound yet maybe I don't know mm-hmm. but I, I know a lot of people are like um always always uh engaged with what i what i do because i feel like everything's so different and it all sounds like me at the end of the day but it's Mm -hmm. very like different you know so yeah i mean like i don't want to be boxed in as just this producer you know i always try to like keep the ceiling open and and go above it yeah for sure
0: for sure do you have any favorite like go-to plugins or anything that you use when you're when you're producing um or any like little tips and tricks that you just like find yourself picking up and uh and running with
1: i mean i also honestly like or is, um, or is that
0: a top secret
1: <laughs> no 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 it's not i like diva diva is one of my favorite vsts right okay, now okay um, Ash astra is one of my other favorites i use from from splice mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a plugin from there um anything contact is is is, is amazing mm-hmm. um I, I love the UHe plugins, like the people who make Diva, like they make Hive. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, those are, those are some of my favorite plugins right now. Um, uh, effects, I would I probably say like a lot of uh, a lot of native FL Studio plugins I use. So, okay, yeah. um, I love uh, like little Ultra Boy. I use that on like synths and stuff. People put it on vocals. I use I put it on synths sometimes. It sounds mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Granalizers I use a lot. So, I mean time stretching stuff is is some of my favorite things to do as well yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, but just like messing with um diva diva is like uh one of my favorite plugins honestly because i made that with the second job of take me away mm-hmm. i might put out like a, a tutorial how i made it but everyone's always asking like how did you make that drop and it's it's very simple honestly it's not too hard
0: well maybe we'll find out if you uh if you decide to uh, yeah. put up a tutorial but um yeah man no it's good it sounds like you're very much like plugged into um just being experimental and uh and just trying things and kind of when you uh, you know use these algorithms in in the ways that they they weren't intended sometimes you get some crazy results right and uh yeah
1: exactly yeah. It, yeah
0: yeah yeah no nice man um i think that's most of the things i wanted to chat to you about i'm gonna um i'm gonna let you go uh but um, I'm going to finish on a bit of a loaded question if that's all right. And um, yeah. uh, it's just generally, generally speaking um, what kind of, I guess what's the best, best bit of advice that you'd give to, to someone, a uh, DJ producer, whether that's like an aspiring emerging level, someone looking to break into the industry, um, f- you know, from your part, you know, your experience from the last few years, what's the, the best bit of advice that you would, you would pass on in that respect?
1: Um, I mean, something that I always go by is to never take no for an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it doesn't happen now doesn't mean it won't happen later. I mean, the biggest thing for me, like growing in, into the artist I am now is being, you know, consistent and persistent. Like, just because somebody says no doesn't mean the other person might not say no. So it's always like, and you got to be fearless, you know, with with uh, everything happening right now. I feel like a lot of people are so scared because of like, you know, the number game and it happens into... It happens to a lot of us, even bigger artists, you know, they're always scared to put out something because they think that numbers might not like Mm -hmm. uh, do well or something like that. But I think like, um, you know, back when I was making like, you know, bass music, you know, to make that house transition, Mm. uh, it took everything in me. And I was just like, you know, at one point I was just like, fuck it, you know, I'm going to do this. You know? So I think it's just being fearless and like, you know, doing something that doing stuff that's out of your comfort zone is something that I definitely, um, tell people like don't do stuff that you're normal you know always doing like that that feels normal yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do something that's like out of your comfort zone because that's where that's where you find like you know the 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 wave of next stuff you know yeah yeah so yeah. if you're doing the same thing over and over and then you go out of your way to do something different that you haven't done before that's where you find something new yeah so
0: big risks pay off right
1: yeah yeah exactly so that's that's exact. that's exactly yeah. it
0: yeah don't don't um yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's a good place for us to leave it, Charlie. Thanks so much for your time, man. It's been uh, Thanks
1: so much. I appreciate you having me.
0: No, same, same here. And um, best of luck with for the uh, for the show on Friday. It sounds like it's going to go off, and I'm sure it are will. Are you
1: going? Are you going to Miami Music Week at all or no?
0: No, I'm not. I'm afraid I'm not. Okay. Um, but I'm going to try my very best to to get to one of your shows soon, man. And um, were you based out of London? I'm in London, yeah. Um, so yeah. I don't know when the next time. Is that you're going to be over here? Um, it should be. It should be
1: in the year some somewhere.
0: Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, yeah, I'll keep an eye on that for sure. For sure. And um, okay. hopefully we'll uh, we'll be able to catch up again soon. And uh, hopefully by then there'll be a lot more for us to uh, to chat about. And uh, sure. yeah, yeah. No, it's been awesome. great, man. For the uh, for the purposes of the podcast, we'll uh, we'll say our goodbyes now, and um, hopefully catch up very soon.
1: Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.